This is an ABC podcast. Well, well, well. Ain't this a scene? Some perp really made a meal out of these two. Officer, mind talking us through what happened here? Detective Daniels, Detective Smith, we've got two dead. Looks like they were poisoned. We've got a family in tears inside and no idea how to track down who's responsible for this mess. <sighs> Looks like another long day, Carl. You bet, Mole. Okay, let's take a look. And, officer, could you uh, take some witness statements, talk to the neighbours? Yeah, just like some policey type stuff, yep. please. Policey type stuff. The forensic team should be in soon to investigate. Let's go get a closer look at the scene before they come in and wreck the place. Uh, guys, what are you doing? Why is there a fake police car outside my house? And fake policemen? And why are you dressed up as TV show detectives? Matt, uh, because you asked us to help out. Yeah, you wanted help with solving the case, right? You've got to stop doing this. All I said was two of my fish died and I wanted to investigate what happened for the show. Well, all we heard was investigate two deaths. We're going to break open this case and get to the bottom of this murder mystery. Carl, they're goldfish and we know how they died. But do we? Really? Yes, really. The real question that needs solving here is how far should we go to save pet fish? We can get a counsellor to help you deal with all this if you need. Look, Matt, we know you're hurting, but we need your help here. The first few hours of an investigation are the most crucial. Wow, isn't she smart? Thank you, Carl. Seeing as Molly and Carl aren't going to do it, then I probably should. Today on Short and Curly, we're looking at how far we should go to save a pet fish and whether... And we're going to uncover the perpetrators of this terrible crime. And whether it's okay to treat animals like my pet goldfish differently from other pets. And also if there's a murder mystery conspiracy just waiting to be solved. (sighs) Hello, and today you're listening to... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! An important part of any investigation is getting a clear head. Ain't that right, Detective Daniels? You're right, you are, Detective Smith. And a good way to do that is to step back and look at the big picture. Yeah, and this is the point in our show where we actually ask you to stop listening for a minute. So you can have a moment to think about the first question we have for you today. Now, I don't know whether you've got your own pet fish or maybe you've been asking to get one. Either way, we'd like to know, what do you think about having a fish as a pet? Would a fish be a good pet to have? Yes or no? And why? Hit pause now. Now, before you tell us exactly what happened, Matt, I want you to know that many of us have had pet fish. We understand what you're going through. They are a very popular pet. And quite different to other kinds of animals you can have in your home. So, we've prepared a formal briefing about pet fish and how they compare to other kinds of pets. Take it away, Baranda State School for Rookie Detectives in Brisbane. 
they are different because dogs, they walk around, they right, give you cuddles and all that stuff. Whereas fish, they swim around except they also listen to you, whereas dogs would probably more want to go play. So fish is sort of more calming and dogs are more work as well. Uh, for me, the first, like the point of getting a fish is mum and dad's way of saying you can't have a dog but you can have a fish. <laughs> yes, um, I had a rat for a while called Silky and I think she he was kind of a little bit different to a fish because he was more interactive whereas fish they kind of just float around and blow bubbles. I have chickens and I'm not sure whether one is more important than the other because fish just swim around in the bowl and chickens just walk around in the yard. So whether you want a pet in your room or a pet in your backyard, that's mostly what it is about. I've had quite a lot of pets. I've had guinea pigs, I've had birds, I have dogs. And I feel like fish, you can't really like hold them and pat them or anything because they're a fish and um, I feel like they're a bit different to a lot of other pets like even birds who still stay in cages you can actually take them out if they're tame enough and you can pat them and with dogs it's a whole other story like cats you can physically pick them up and cuddle them and take them to places with you. but fish you can't really do that with. If you had one fish, it would be more important than, and no like other pets, and it would be more important than say your friend's dog or your friend's cat. Therefore that would be more important. But if, you, if you're like me and you have more than one pet, then I reckon it, they're sort of equal. Like my fish and my dog are both important to me because my fish helps me calm down and my dog lets me have good exercise and is very playful and gives me cuddles. That's true enough. It's not easy to give a fish a cuddle, even if you really want to, and I have tried. Now, Matt, I'm sorry, that might have been tough for you to hear with your tragedy so fresh. It does make me feel a bit sad. Well, can you tell us what happened to your beloved fish? And take your time, mate. We know this is hard. Well, my son Darwin loves fish. He's always been really interested in fish tanks and he loves feeding his pa's goldfish when he visits his grandparents. So we decided to get him a couple of fish for Christmas. It's very nice of you, sir. So after doing a bit of research... We bought a tank and did all the stuff you need to do to get ready for fish. We got gravel, some decorations, filled the tank with water, let the water run through the filter for a couple of weeks, get the pH level right, and then we bought our two goldfish, Bucket and Spade. Wait a second, for the record, their names were Bucket and Spade? That's right. Very cute. Go on, sir. The tank was pretty expensive, but the fish themselves are really cheap. They're only a few dollars each. I see. So I did what the pet shop told me to do to take care of the fish. But not long after we brought them home, Little Bucket started looking a bit sick. In your own words, what happened to Bucket and Spade next? Well, I went to a specialist fish shop to see if they'd suggest anything different to help save my little fish. And after testing the water, we found out there was a toxin called ammonia, 
which builds up in every fish tank, and we hadn't been told about it. I see. A classic murder mystery scenario. The fish was poison. Great work, detective. Well, kind of. Bucket and Spade were starting to get different kinds of illnesses, which needed different medicines, and all of them were really expensive. We bought the first one. And then what happened? Well, that's when Bucket died. Hang on, sir. Just for the record, you mean Bucket kicked the bucket? Nice one. Thank you. But also, Carl, we are talking about a death here. That's true, Molly, and I know you both like to make everything silly and dramatic if you can, but I really did care about these fish. And actually, would we be making a fun detective show about a dead pet if that dead pet was your cat, Carl? No, sorry, that would not be funny. Or one of your dogs, Molly? How could you even think of it, Matt? Not my poor babies. But we find it so much easier to make fun when it's a pet fish. It's kind of like their lives don't matter as much to us. Oh, no, I, I see what you mean, Matt. Way to bring down the vibe. But hang on, we try and find the stupid in almost every serious question about life and the world. Yeah, that's true. You certainly do find the stupid. But... It's just worth noticing how much fun this show is having about my poor bucket and spade. We're sorry, Matt. Do you need us to stop being stupid about your pet fish? No, Molly, it's okay. Sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. This case has got me thinking, Carl. It's got me thinking real hard. Is that right, Detective? So here's what I've been trying to figure out, and maybe you listening at home could mullet over too. Wait, mullet? Nice fish joke, Molly. Like Matt was saying, we probably wouldn't make a funny murder mystery if one of my dogs died or if something happened to a cat you love, Carl. So why do we make a kind of joke about Matt's fish dying? And so our question is, do you think we take the life of a fish less seriously than other animals? And is that an okay thing to do? Suspect interview paused at 6.32am. Hit pause now. It's tough work, this detective business, ain't it, Daniels? Mm-hmm. Waiting out here for 14 minutes. He's going to break sometime, though. Absolutely, Carl, and I can't believe how many snacks we've already eaten. Look at all these empty cartons of strawberry milk and these donut boxes and... Did you bring string cheese? Look, the door's opening. Okay, guys, do you want to come back inside now? He's finally cracked. They always do. You've been sitting in your fake cop car for the last 15 minutes or so, and I kind of started to feel sorry for you. Ha! That's just what we wanted you to do. Sure, whatever. Talk us through your decision-making when you were trying to decide what to do with Bucket and Spade after they'd been intentionally poisoned by some serial killer. Again, they were poisoned by a fairly common thing that happens in lots of fish tanks. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the perfect cover. Molly, are they the cookies from my cupboard? No. These are mine from my home. Anyway, the whole reason I wanted to do this show, which you guys have totally hijacked, is because pets are a bit weird, ethically speaking. In one sense, you own them, but they're also creatures with lives and feelings and experiences of their own. 
and that makes things a bit complicated when it comes to caring for them. Uh, I mean, don't kill your pet fish doesn't sound that complicated to me, Matt. A good one, detective! Look, here's an example of what I think makes pets tricky. If I have a watch and it breaks, it wouldn't make sense to get it fixed if it was cheaper to just buy a new one. That's because watches are fungible. That's a fancy word that means replaceable. Uh, excuse me, what's fungus got to do with replacing something, sir? Carl, he said fungible, not fungus. But when a pet gets sick, if it's cheaper to buy a new one than to take them to the vet or get medicine to help them get better, is it okay to let them die and replace them? You're asking exactly the questions we'd expect a goldfish murderer to ask here, Matt. Mm-hmm. Sounding pretty guilty right now, Matthew. Listen, from all the different kinds of animals we can own, from horses to sea monkeys, is there some line where our ethical responsibilities change? Detective Daniels, this guy is definitely guilty. What a monster. Imagine not taking care of your pet, no matter how big or small. I can smell the guilty all over him, Carl. No, I really do think that's just the fish. Okay then, detectives. Let's say you have an ant farm. There are hundreds of ants in there. One of them is sick. It's not a disease that the other ants can catch, but it is making that ant's life miserable. You could spend 10 bucks on some medicine that would help the ant get better, or you could put the little bug out of its misery. Would you pay the $10? And now it gets really tricky. Now we have to figure out which pets we should try to save, even if it costs us lots of money, and which ones it's okay to let die. And that's exactly the question I had to figure out. Are goldfish the kinds of creatures who deserve special, expensive care? Well, I mean, goldfish do feel pain, and apparently that story about them having a three-second memory isn't true. So... Maybe they do deserve to be cared for when they're sick. Yeah, but does a goldfish actually know it's alive? Does it think or does it just act on instinct? Finally, now you two detectives are asking the right questions. What makes animals matter? Is it that they can feel pain or can sense being harmed? Or is it that they're self-aware that they know that they're alive and would want to keep on living? Dr Matt Beard from the Ethics Centre and... Murder suspect. That was all very interesting. And I have a question for you listening. A question that may shake you to your core. And once you hear Detective Daniel's profound words, you might want to pause the show to take a moment. So people have all kinds of pets. Some are cheap, like a goldfish. Others can be very expensive. Like a pug. Yes, like a pug. Some can live for a long time, like a uh, pet turtle. Or only for a few years. Yes. So, my earth-shattering question is, are some pets more valuable or important than others? And if so, why? Hit pause now. Now, I think our junior detectives back at police headquarters might also have something to add to our investigation. When we asked them how much they should do or spend to save a sick pet fish, here's what they said. How much a pet costs doesn't matter. It's like 
how much you've gone through with them, how much of a connection that you have with them, which defines their importance to you. I'm not sure because in the wild it would eventually die anyway, so even if you do take it to the vet, it will eventually die no matter what. So you would have a responsibility to care for it, but you don't really need to have the responsibility to save its life by uh, spending thousands of dollars. You're responsible for it as soon as you put it in that um, tank, as soon as you feed it, it's the first food you've fed it. And so um, if something went wrong with it, it depends how much you feel responsible. Like if you feel like you did everything wrong with that fish and it makes you feel really bad, then I suppose you could spend a fair bit of money to try to help that fish. But um, if you reckon that it wasn't your fault, then that's like a whole nother story. I think it really depends on how much you like care and love for that fish or how important it is to you because if you've only had it for like a day or so and it's getting really, really sick, then you're not going to feel as much for it if, as if you've had it since like for a year or two years. So it really depends on how long and how connected and how much you love that fish. feel like we're getting closer and closer to the truth, Detective Daniels. Look on the wall behind you. I've set up a super clever crime-solving board. Impressive. It's like a giant cork board with photos, maps, timelines, the names of suspects with question marks next to their names. Ooh, just like in the movies. Nice work, Detective Smith. And you can see I've used lots of colourful string to try and join all these clues together. Kind of like a detective version of Join the Dots. The thing is, though, you've got string going all over the place. What have you discovered from this? Well, as you can see, Matt's two goldfish are at the centre. On the left, you can see a few mermaids. And on this right side, one of the earliest photographs of Nessie, a.k.a. the Loch Ness Monster from Scotland. Mm-hmm. All the string leads to this photo of... The blobfish, voted by many as the world's ugliest animal. Oh, but it's kind of cute and unusual looking. I hate that word, ugly. It's harsh. Perhaps, but look closely, Detective Daniels. There are strings that travel from Matt's goldfish bucket and spade and wind their way to the picture of the blobfish. Amazing work. Now, what does all this mean, Detective Daniels? What? What? Uh, No, I'm serious. I'm asking you. I have no idea how the blobfish would fit into all this. Oh, so you just made a collage. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've got to take this. I think it's my secret source who works at the Pet Fish Aquarium. Hello? Oh, great. Thanks for calling me. What? You, You can't be serious. Detective Smith, stay calm. Breathe. No, no, that, that's, that's impossible. Wait, wait, don't go. I can protect you. She hung up. She's gone, Detective Daniels. She suspected someone at the aquarium was listening in on her phone call. You seem a bit spooked there, buddy. When was the last time you got any sleep? I can tell she was scared. 
This is big. This is really big. But is it really? I'm starting to think that you just need a hot dinner and a good night's sleep. Sometimes fish just die. Maybe Matt just had some really bad luck. And maybe that aquarium woman was just messing with you? No, don't you see? This goes right to the top. Carl, slow down. Government, ASIO, satellites watching our every move. Don't you get it? You've been watching too many crime shows. It's possible that Matt did the best he could, but his fish just died. Well, look, I do have a confession to make. (gasps) See, he's cracked. Bucket and Spade weren't totally dead when I found them. Each of them was looking really unwell. They were just lying in the bottom of the tank. They couldn't swim and they looked like they were in a lot of pain. So I researched the most pain-free way to kill a goldfish, to euthanize it, which is to put them in a bit of water and put a few drops of clove oil in. It basically puts them to sleep and then they die. Murderer. But I did it because I didn't want them to suffer anymore. I thought the kindest, most responsible thing to do was to end their pain. I think that's what Bucket and Spade would have wanted. Oh, I think this case might be too complex for the justice system. In fact, the only people who can solve it are the kids listening to this show. What do you think? Did Matt do the right thing? Or does he deserve to go to goldfish murderer jail for a very long time? Hit pause now. Detective Daniels, I've been thinking. Matt's not the real villain here. I've been up all night and for the last few days just rearranging my court board and I put some glitter on it and I reckon I know now what's really been going on. Carl, come on, the case is closed. We've done our job. We got to the bottom of it. No way. This goes so much deeper, Detective Daniels. Right to the bottom of our oceans. See, the blobfish was in the wrong place on my corkboard. That deep-sea, ugly, old-man-faced fish is the one that's at the middle of all this. Carl, what are you talking about? Calm down! Think about it. This is a grand conspiracy, coordinated by the fish of the world. Carl, chill out. That's ridiculous. You're actually scaring me, and we detectives do not scare easy. You should be scared. Think about it. If you were an animal that was cheaper to buy at a pet shop, like a fish, wouldn't you want to get us humans thinking more about how important a fish's life is? Wouldn't you sacrifice a few goldfish for your cause? This is a setup, and maybe, just maybe, you're with them. Ooh, Well, it looks like Carl's got too caught up in our story today. Sounds like he needs... A cup of tea and a sleep? Oh no. Molly, you're with the blobfish, aren't you? It all makes sense now. All right, we're just wasting Matt's time now. We're going to go. Matt, thank you so much for today. Yeah, it seems like you've got your hands full. Look, thanks for looking into the case. I'm sorry it wasn't a murder mystery. Matt, I'm sorry I ever questioned you. Let's get out of here. Oh, i got to show you this really cool bunny rabbit in the pet shop window. Catch you later, Carl. Okay, yeah, bye. Uh, Enjoy browsing for pet rabbits. 
Greetings, my cold-blooded fishy brethren. Oh. My. God. I was right all along. It's true! It was the blobfish all along! Today, we have won a great victory. The underwater fish army has advanced yet again. I, your emperor, the chief blobfish, would like to pay tribute to our fallen comrades, the members of the Goldfish Secret Service, who have sacrificed their lives for our noble cause. No more will we be relegated to the back of pet shops. We will rise through the ranks of the pet kingdom, beyond cats, beyond dogs, because we are fish. They're coming for all of us. They're coming for me and Molly and Matt. They're coming for our producers, Kyla Slavin and Emma Gibbs. For our studio engineer, Hamish Camilleri. For the kids from Baranda State School in Queensland, Mina, Caitlin, Banjo, Rosie, Haley, and Rex. They're coming for all of us. One day, we'll be mere slaves to their every whim. It'll be worse than the great cat and dog invasion of 1562. I've got to warn them. I've got to warn everyone!